Hey guys, this is Sunny Heron, author of Live Selling Secrets, and I'm so excited to be on today's episode of Relationships and Revenue Podcast with John Hewlin. Life is all about relationships, and great leaders heavily invest in those relationships. On the Relationships and Revenue podcast, we talk about how to improve our most significant relationships at home so we can be better in our business relationships. We talk with experts from all over the world representing many disciplines about the best tips and strategies to become amazing people and amazing leaders. Welcome to the show. Welcome back, everyone, to the Relationships and Revenue Podcast. This is your host, John Hewlin. As always, thrilled to have each and every one of you with me today. And as you heard from that fantastic introduction, I have the one and only Sonny Heron with me today. Sonny, how are you? Hey, John. Thanks so much for having me. Oh, you bet. My pleasure. My pleasure to have you here. And as you guys heard her mention... In her introduction, she is the author of the book, Live Selling Secrets. Now, here is the subtitle. And as you guys know, I always have my handy-dandy notes with me. It's the top secret formula for 10Xing your physical product sales online. So as you might imagine, we are definitely getting into that book today and what that's all about because you guys know I'm here for you. I'm here to bring you people that I think are going to improve your lives, improve your businesses. That's what we're up to today. So she's the author of that. Now, Sunny isn't a multi-time author. She's done several different things. She's authored lots of children's stuff in like children's magazines. She's made these uh, journals that are available, all different kinds of journals. I mean, just tons of them. So before I go any deeper in this, Sunny, just help us understand a little bit more about this clearly this author bug that bit yeah. you hard. Oh, it, it bit me hard. Thank you so much, John. You definitely did your research and that snuck up on me on that one. Um, <laughs> but I'd love to talk about it because, you know, I feel like um, to answer this question, I, I personally, uh, I'm, a, I'm a Christian entrepreneur and I feel like the Lord gives us certain like assignments, right? Like mm-hmm. teacher, but you might have other assignments while you're here. You know, you might also be Absolutely. like, you know, this and that. So I've always, my whole life, I've always known author. And I joke that mm. it's a microchip, like a doctor might have a microchip in him that he knows he's supposed to, he or she's supposed to be a doctor. Okay. I know I'm supposed to be an author. The next person might have mm. their main word might be Baker, you know? So I've always known boom author like for fact. And uh, so writing um, the art of writing and creating stories has always come very easily to me to the point where I really leaned in, uh, even in high school, I leaned into poetry, creative writing, you know, started winning awards in high school, went to college, declared, you know, English as a major um, poetry as a minor. And then I was able to also take a class one semester. It was, uh, I can't remember the title exactly, but it had something to do with, um, getting published in children's writing. And I thought, this is it. I am going to the big time. This is my soul's purpose. I am going to write children's stories and get published. And I just knew like at 19 or, you know, 2021, like that was my thing. Mm -hmm. Got a local gig, wrote writing for a sports newspaper. So like, it's always been there. But Mm -hmm. then on the back at the same time, I, I noticed that I was kind of good at marketing and there was these opportunities for my parents. Maybe we host a garage sale and I was pretty good. And my dad was a public speaker and my brother was a public speaker. And so this mm. public speaking marketing kind of theme kept like floating into my life at the same time. And I, and for, for all of you out there who believe in our creator, you know, it's like, God doesn't always reveal everything to you at once. You have to go through it to get to it, right? Sometimes to find <laughs> out your purpose. Things don't make sense sometimes for a really long time, but then all of a sudden it's just like the lens just like, oh, by the way, this is why you were created. It's like, okay, okay. Some, you know, so I get into college and I and my friends are becoming fighter 
fighter jet pilots and, oh, cool. you know, experts at mathematician. And I literally remember telling my friend, I just said, I feel, I just feel lost. I was like 1920. I said, mm. I just feel lost. You know, I love my writing, you know, courses, but I'm, I'm only good with, I literally said, I'm just good with words and pictures, but there's no, there's no, there's nothing to do with that. Mm. So that was 1993, just to kind of, you know, put that okay. in, in 1990. So that was pre the inter- the first internet email, we had just sent it in our dorm. So mm. there were, so it was way before the way before, right? So just at that age where it was like, where's one phone line on the whole top floor of the dorm, there yeah. was, you know, no, <laughs> you know, we still had to go to a computer lab to print out, to write, to type up our stuff and, and hand it in. Mm-hmm. They were still accepting handwritten stuff at that time. Oh, some, yeah. some of my, you know, so it was just like this ongoing thing. So I, I became determined to um, become a children's author early on. Mm. So I got into some, there was a society, I can't say it. There is a society for Western, I was living in Washington. There was a society out of Arizona that's for everybody who lives on the West coast. And I got into that. And the lady who ran it is the, uh, the writing partner with Henry Winkler. Really? Bonds, yes. Wow. Yes, she's his screenplay partner. And so okay. I was in this community. And then, you know, I one day at work, I was working at a hospital as an auditor. I'm walking down the hall and I meet this guy who's a friend of mine. He works there at the hospital. And he's like, we get to talking at the coffee pot or something. And he's like, oh, um, well, I enter into short story, you know, contests all the time. And I win. And I make lots of money. <laughs> I'm like, wait, wow. what? Like you win those, like so. All of a sudden, like all you know, all these people keep showing up and talking about writing and you know being successful and those kinds of things. So I was like, no way, could you? Could you maybe give me some pointers? And so I purposely went through a period where I was just like, you know, I was single. I was just developing my heart and just trying to you know figure out. You know, that was my one passion at the time. Well, I had bowling. I had two. There, bowling, sport of bowling. We'll, I we'll know get about the bowling, sure, but but <laughs> the, the creative process of the writing, it, and so I was challenging myself on just different kinds of themes. I had read, um, I believe I had read, I think I bought it, like a research. I can't remember what I did exactly, but um, oh, Stephen King, sorry, he wrote a book. Okay. I think it's called On Writing. I think it's something like that where mm-hmm. he talks about different themes and on how to write different kinds of themes. So I flipped through the book and I started challenging myself to write different kinds of short stories, short short stories, like that's a different category. Um yeah. and I entered a short short story into a contest after mm. I had met my friend at the coffee pot and he had so it did not win but it was um it was a thriller. And mm. so I had written it and I I'd showed it, let my mom and my aunt, my family read it. And my aunt was so convinced, like when she read it, she mm. had, she just, uh, she's like, there's no way that this is fiction. She's like, this is, this is real. This really happened. And I said, wow, no, no, no I, I made it up. I made it up. So I took that as a win, you know, so, so there's yeah. a lot of things like that, you know, and it, but still at the same time, I was like bowling and marketing kind of crept into my life too. So mm-hmm. it just kept kind of compounding Yeah. Um. until, you know, there was like a tipping point where I finally put out my first children's book in, uh, I think it was 2017. I published it on Amazon mm-hmm. and I was so scared to put my name on, on it. I didn't put my real name on it. <laughs> wow. <laughs> So I was like, I wanted to do it, but I didn't want the rejection, right? So oh, okay, I uh, put I put it out under Sun Nation. It's uh, I wrote the poetry for it. It's a rhyming kids book. It's called mm. Whisker Twisters. I am proud of it. It's just I was at the time, I was just scared, like any first <laughs> author, to put something out. Sure. So so I so I got that one out in 2017, and then I realized that I didn't know anything about marketing. Mm. So here I am, like you know, and then I'm like. Well, if I just get every person in China to buy my book one time, you know, like, like that, like, like if, <laughs> right, you could just go right. wide, super wide. And, mm-hmm. and then I realized, okay, well, that's not going to work. And then at the time I hear everybody talking about Facebook marketing. And so mm. I said, well, let's go over there in my mind. Let's go over there to Facebook, figure out what this, the, you know, what's going on with that. Mm-hmm. And that is where I just really planted my flag and learned that that was going to be my vehicle, vehicle of choice. Mm-hmm. to really develop my skills on that and 
uh, started working with small clients, getting small wins. Then I started getting bigger wins. And pretty soon after that, I've forgotten all about the look at the kids book. Now I'm, you know, doing digital marketing and learning how to do eBooks and webinars and funnels and all the way up until uh, the last five years, I've had a uh, digital marketing agency mm, um, mm-hmm. here, uh, run it with my, run it with my fiance who's upstairs mm-hmm. and uh, <laughs> I do most of the work, but yeah, he's got an ownership stake in it for sure. And uh, a few years ago, I'd reached out to a client. Uh, well, he wasn't a client. I just needed to get a result for, for somebody, you know, as a marketer, you need to get a result, like a testimonial, right? Just like, sure. you know, screenplay writer needs an actor or an actress. You need the other half of that. Mm-hmm. And so I would, I had reached out to someone and said, they were on Etsy. They had products. And I said, Hey, is there, my name is Sunny. I was wondering if I could work with you in exchange for testimonial. If, mm-hmm. you're, ha- if you're happy, you know, it's yeah. not like, we'll do like a one month. It's like nothing major. Right. You know, if I can get you a result, blah, blah, blah. Well, the first person said no. Okay. Okay. The second person said, you're a scammer. Uh, and the third person said, my husband says you're a scammer. <laughs> So so the first three people said no, which was really funny. And this is part of the divine story, by the way, what we're about to talk about, because the Mm -hmm. fourth one, I reached out to a gentleman. His name is Keith Cerrone of Keith Cerrone Glass. Now it's Keith Cerrone Glass. Um, Mm -hmm. I'd reached out to him blindly and he said yes to the opportunity. And that led us to uh, us working together starting in November of 2019. We all know what that means. If we all remember that date in 2019. So little did we know what was about to happen just a few months later. Mm -hmm. Um, So we ended up working together all in year one. And uh, we were, we started out running some Facebook ads. And of course, with, with the pandemic, you know, starting, uh, we, of course, we had a rocky start, but around March or April of that in 2020, we were getting, you know, putting $1 in of Facebook ads and getting $2 or more back out on his Etsy. Mm -hmm. And it was okay. It was it was okay, and I and I really kept hearing the buzz around the the water cooler, you know, on Facebook. Like, you know, um, everybody kept saying, you know, you got to be in groups, you got to have a group, you got to have a group. And I'm thinking, mm-hmm. okay, well, I see a group, and I've tried to run a group before, mm-hmm. but it just didn't. Not it, it wasn't the right one, you know, and it okay. didn't didn't it had hundred people in it, and it just was like, what is happening? So mm-hmm. I said, you know what? I said, Keith, let's make a group for glass pumpkins. And mm. he said, what? <laughs> and I said, I know it doesn't make any sense, but you know what? I go, let's just make a group for glass pumpkins. And if people run ads to it, and if people want in, they'll, they'll come in. And he said, well, so it's like a buyer's club. And I said, well, tell you what, I don't exactly know what's going to happen in the group, but let's just do it. <laughs> Sometimes you just have to gamble and just say, okay, I see everybody talking about that. It's like, let's just go try it and just see what happens. And so lo and behold, on on like a $10 a day budget, and this was back before the iOS 14 slap, if you guys know what that is, uh, Facebook and and, uh, Apple stopped talking to each other on their data. So Mm -hmm. it makes it a little bit more expensive to do some retargeting on your ads. But back in the time, they were still communicating. So the lead lead cost was a lot was a lot cheaper and we had a lot more results, but we ran the ad, went to bed, woke up, had five people wanting into the group. I said, okay. Now I knew it was important, like super, super important to capture an email address. Right. So when you have a private group, and this is a big uh, tip for all your listeners, if you don't know this, um, and it's in my book also, and I think it's, it's in chapter 18 or 19. I I walk you through the directions on how to do this if you don't already have this set up. Mm. So it's a little little plug there, John. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you can uh, you can ask up to three questions if you have a private Facebook group. And so mm. the first question should always be, in my opinion, and in, in every marketer's opinion, you know, what is the best email address for you? And it make it mandatory mm. for them to enter. And uh, the second question in my world, and I feel it should be a segmentation question, you know, what best describes you? So for the glass people, mm. we want to know, are they, do they like red, red or green or blue so that later I can send them special offers? Cause I know they like the color blue. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then yep. the third question should always be a go for, I call it the go for ask. 
we want to condition your, and this has to, this segues into the live selling part because you want to train your community to get used to you offering instead of pitching, we say offering sure. or pitching, you know, offering something. So we say, we have this available right now. Is that something you'd be interested in? Mm. Mm-hmm. And they say, and, you, and then you put um, yes, no, maybe, or, you know, just put uh, heck yeah, not right now, or uh, maybe later, you know, real simple. They fill yeah. out the three, they're still going to come in. And uh, and I say all the time, and you'll, um, I, I sent you a book, so I can't wait for you to see it. But I say a few things all the way throughout the book over and over again. Some will, some won't, so what? And then I also say, be here in a year. Mm-hmm. And those are two things that I really, really, really believe in, those two principles. Absolutely. You know, Sonny, it's funny that you say it that way or the, the way that you were describing how to put responses in mm-hmm. for folks. Something that took me, unfortunately, a while to learn. Uh, when I first became an entrepreneur, I didn't handle rejection very well mm-hmm. at all. Yeah. I wasn't used to it. It never happened to me before. And I was getting it a lot. <laughs> yeah. And so... I first of all, I had to learn to have thicker skin for one thing. Yep. Second thing I had to learn was that most of the time, no is not a forever no. Yeah. Almost not, always not right it's now. no for now. Yeah. Uh, but even if it's a forever no, that's actually a good thing. And the reason I say it's a good thing is because it helps you find out who you're not for. Because yes. when you know who you're not for, yep. it helps you narrow down who you are for. Yep. Sometimes we're you not know. for everybody. Yep, and that's, nope. it's really important to learn that because the shotgun approach to business just doesn't work. You will hit your mark, but not nearly as often yeah. as if, you know, you are laser focused on the exact target. Yep. And, and that's exactly what I talk about in chapter 18. I'm glad you brought it up. The saying is that <laughs> we go into seeing what's available when you do, when you do advertising and you mm-hmm. work backwards on what's available. So to yeah. grow a community of people that that I knew would be someone most like me, because I I love his glass art. Uh, mm-hmm. And for those who can't see, I'm pointing to a glass pumpkin um, over my shoulder here. Oh, several from, of them. So from, yeah. From, yeah, from Keith Cerrone. So I knew that we were looking for, um, you know, women who were married, uh, who were homeowners, who shopped mm. at Target or Walmart. Oh, and we okay. didn't have to go much further than that. That 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 broad base right there gave us like eight million. So we just wow in our audience. So we just you know and who like glass you know like or well, yeah you clearly know, you know and that that's the main one. But we were able to you know you know and people come to your community and then they will leave and that's okay. They can go. We yeah. I kick I kicked somebody out yesterday. Oh wow! <laughs> you know for spam well for spamming but well absolutely you know, yeah. But if it's like if it's like if it's not your if not their community, um, that's fine. They can go. They don't have to stay. And and you shouldn't. And and a lot of people I know just from working with an, a lot of online folks who are business owners, coaches, and consultants, they feel weird about setting the boundaries and like what if I what if someone gets upset or, and mm. you just have to be like hey. It's your, it's your brand and you need to be unapologetic about defending. I call it defending your borders of like your yeah. brand. Like you don't have to pander down and please every single person. No. Well, what ends up happening is you weaken your leadership yeah. big time because it makes it easier for people to take advantage of you mm-hmm. on the down the road because other folks learn about your weakness and they start to take advantage of it. Yeah. Well, I had a, um, so recently I started running a, um, a live selling five-day challenge mm-hmm. that I'm really excited to start doing more of that. But mm-hmm. one one thing I learned was when I did it for the first time was I, I sent out a questionnaire and I asked everybody who came into the group, I said, um, I realized that, that uh, in order to go live and sell, you have to go live. Right. So, I mean, I'm used used to it, but, and I'm so used to it. Here's the problem. I sent out a survey and said, have you ever gone live? Mm -hmm. You know, I asked the first question, have you gone live and sold? They're like, no. And I'm like, wait, have you gone live (laughs) at all? Yeah. No. So it's going to be, it's really important uh, for something like this, that um, what I tell people too, John, is that they don't necessarily, they don't have to be the ones that want to go live. Um, they can have someone in their organization if they're if there's someone not building a personal brand, if they're just 
maybe they work for a business or they they run a large business with more than 20 SKUs or products. Mm -hmm. I always suggest that um, most every brand should be going live. It's just, they don't have to be the one to do it. Sure. If that makes sense. So um, So you're a little bit nicer about it than I am. (laughs) (laughs) As uh, As a coach, you know, one of the things that I tell some of the people, some of the business owners that I coach is that, and again, I don't care what size the business is. You are the brand. You are the brand. And because you're the brand, how can people like and trust you if they don't know you? And the way they get to know you is they need to see you. They need to hear you all the time, constantly putting stuff out. And it's not like I'm telling people they need to put, you know, they need to do podcasts like me. I'm not saying that. It's not for everybody to do an hour long show once a week. But, you know, it's like, your face needs to be out there and people need to hear you for at least four times a week. Yeah. At least. And if you're only doing four, three of them are related to your business. One better be personal. Yeah. I, I got I, to I be personal. Too. Yeah. Because again, because people need to know who you are mm-hmm. because that's where that trust starts to build. It's like, oh, you're not just trying to sell me something. This is, it's actually, it's who you are. I'm like, yeah, okay. Now it's starting to make sense. Now I'm starting to bond with that person in some form or fashion. Yeah. You've probably, you've probably had this before. I've had people reach out to me. It's like, Hey, we've never met in person, but I feel like I know you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Then, you know, you're doing your job. The glass community that I, so I guess that's pretty tight too. Oh my gosh. They are diehards over there. It's crazy. Like we've built this crazy community of love, awesome community of, of, of women and, and men. We've got some rock stars. They, they, so what, what has happened is we were so successful selling these glass pumpkins. It, it, so if you can imagine in your, and for everybody listening, you met, you've, we've all seen QVC at one time or another. Mm-hmm. So if you can imagine a QVC show, but it's, it's like QVC only it's on social media and you're the one running it. Yeah. So it's it's the 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 main part that I'm talking about with life selling is physical products, but it mm. can be applied to digital as well. It just depends on you know certain models of selling kind of lean in. Like typically, the higher the dollar amount, like if you're going to sell a five thousand or a ten thousand, most people mm. typically need a forty-five minute to a two-hour presentation if they've never met you before. Right. Before they're ready to commit to something like that. There are short sense too. But what the the reason I, I figured this little formula out, what I saw some other people live selling, um, but I, I just had had just inherently I just had that microchip in me. I just like knew that like uh there was a faster way to just compress time. Mm-hmm. And I I always talk about one to many. So one of the benefits of building your own community and going live. And we only go live, we go live twice a week right now. So uh, okay. we, uh, people, we create a show. We have a one hour segment every single week. Every So tonight's a show every Wednesday uh-huh. from 730 uh, to 8.30 PM Eastern Standard Time. I am the co-host. Keith is the main host. And what we uh-huh. do is he goes and creates a bunch of physical products throughout the week. We pre pre-number them and he he puts the uh, the dollar amount, we put them into a Shopify. So okay. we have them ready, but we don't have them turned on to the public for sale. We have mm. them in, in draft. Oh, okay. We connect them to a another program called Comment Sold, which is in our space of live selling. It's the leader in they call it live comment selling. Mm-hmm. So what'll happen is uh, we'll flip over a little wooden tile, like a scrabble tile, mm-hmm. and it'll say number two. And we'll say, okay, this pumpkin is $45 to available. Uh, the first person to type sold space two. Mm-hmm. And Facebook reads that comment and puts it in their cart. Oh, okay. It's amazing. And then they send them this, this third party sends them the link. They check out it's hands off. We don't have to chase people around the internet. Nice. Crazy. Amazing. And they've got, and, and I am an affiliate with them as well. And I oh, co-wrote. Okay a chapter with them in my book as well. So, mm. um, so it was exciting to be able to work with their executive team. Cool. Yeah. So, and they're, they're fa- Facebook's largest um, preferred vendor for live selling. So mm. in my world, live selling also means going live on TikTok and selling your products. 
It means going live on Instagram. It means omni-channel, means mm. using something like comment sold will keep track of all the inventory for you. So you okay. can broadcast it four places at once, like, like oh, a wow. card. Okay. And yeah. it keeps track of your inventory for you. So oh, one here, nice. one there, one there, one there. And then they're working on a um, a development for YouTube that's supposed to roll out later this year. Oh. And Great. I just, I found out that uh, Pinterest is in beta right now, not with comments sold, but they're in beta right now. You can apply to be, uh, have live selling with Pinterest. So well, I would think in your world, that would be huge. I, yeah, I think so. I need to, I still need to apply. I found out about it literally yesterday. And then yeah. um, I'm also an Amazon influencer mm -hmm. and I go live on Am inside of Amazon's platform and I hold up products and I get paid commissions uh, if anybody purchases them yeah. also so there's many i'm new to that world by the way the many different amazon roads. influencer i'm new to yeah. it so i'm i'm working my way through it right now yeah. trying to figure it out oh okay i got you <laughs> yeah i got you so yeah it's it's really um what i like about live selling is that if if people are willing to you know step into it or or just you know really take it seriously what i did when i wrote the book john was i tried to really just um, I wrote it basically it's a resource guide. It's kind of thick. It looks a little bit like a phone book. My fiance makes fun of me, but I just want everybody. <laughs> I've seen little, the book. It does look like that. <laughs> but I just want to say like, I wrote it a certain way. It's not designed to be read straight through necessarily. Mm. You can, and I would love it if you did. However, you know, if you're a more experienced entrepreneur and you're doing live selling for the first time, mm -hmm. you may only need like chapter eight, creating new customers, right? And you might oh, okay. only need uh, chapter 11, grow your email subscribers, yeah. something like that. Or if you've never gone live ever, then you're definitely going to want to read, you know, um, so the live is actually an acronym, L-I-V-E. Okay. So L means it's a double meaning, learn who your customer is, your avatar, and start mm -hmm. doing lead generation, run those low dollar or high dollar ads, get people interacting with your brand. Okay. I is invite people to your live show, you know, set a date, get it ready, get your merchandise ready. V is victory, go live mm -hmm. and hopefully make a sale, but it may not happen at first. And I wrote another chapter about what to expect on your first live stream, mm -hmm. emotions. And then I wrote another chapter about mindset. So I got mm -hmm. you covered there. And then E is expand, um, you know, do more, sell more. So it's all the different ways yeah. to do omni-channel creating special events for your community um, and always, always balancing the value with offer, just like you talked about earlier. Mm. So depending on how many products you have really in my, my mind determines how much um, value you give ver versus your offer. So earlier you'd said okay. like a three to one, I've also heard the three to one ratio, but what I have mm -hmm. found is like, if, What's funny about this, the live selling is if we know we're going to go live on um, Wednesday, mm -hmm. we don't give, it sounds funny. We don't give value on Wednesday. We only sell on Wednesday. Okay. But but we sprinkle some value, of course, in the live stream. Like, hey guys, my cat's here. We do other things. But what sure. we do that's different is that we go out of our way Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, and Tuesday to show the behind the scenes. Gotcha. Of our lives. So we mm -hmm. always make sure that um, just, just like a little balance, one of those balance things, you always want to make sure, okay, am I too pitchy? Am I, am I sharing or am I selling? Like, am right. I get, 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 or am I share, share, share? Oh yeah. Yeah. I, I get what you're saying. I don't subscribe to everything Gary V says, but oh yeah. Yeah. You know, it, the, almost the, the 10 to one, i it really, especially early yeah. on yeah. in business, that makes sense. You got to give 10 times before you have enough equity built into their bank. Oh, absolutely. Before you can make that withdrawal, yeah. the ask, the sell, yeah. if you will. Ask. Yeah. Yeah. So, but as an entrepreneur, you still have to do the ask though. Yeah. At some point you yeah. got to ask because you're not going to sell if you don't. Yep. See, and People that, aren't going to willingly hear, here's just some money. Just be caught. Right. Don't. That doesn't happen. 
<laughs> yeah. So some people will just sit in your audience and they're like, when is this guy going to make an offer? I've been waiting and waiting and waiting. Or there are people. You, yes, absolutely. Yeah, hey, when are you going to make that course? I'm waiting for that course. I'm like, you know, oh, it's coming, you know, like, and I'm sure you've had the same thing. It's like, well, why aren't you on audiobook? And where's this? And where's that? And it's like, ah, you know, I got a list of things to go do. But so what I teach people is to make sure um, that just be bold and not over the top, but just be uh, I call it the unapologetic, um, like, mm-hmm. hey, I'm sometimes going to offer you things in here. And, you know, I'm going to go live every Tuesday. And, you know, in the community, I'm going to give you some great, you know, every night, every, I'm just making this up, but let's just say sure, you're sure. an author, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, you you wrote a book about whatever, like April, and my our friend, April, mutual friend, April has a mm-hmm. book. Uh, I, and I told her, you know, go live um, every Tuesday night, uh, uh, create up to three things that you can share about your book. Don't okay. do more than three because the human brain gets confused past three. Mm-hmm. So one to pick one, two or three, then you'll know, write a little script for the night, share. And then at the end say, guys, if you've enjoyed today's, you know, we've probably said, all seen this on YouTube guys. If you've enjoyed today's, you know, topic, you mm-hmm. know, be sure to, you know, I'm going to drop a link in the down below. Uh, if you got value, um, be sure to pick up a copy of my book. Yeah. You know, super simple, doesn't have to be sleazy. And and now if you feel sleazy, that that's a you problem that we need to fix. That's a different discussion. If you feel sleazy. Yeah. If you feel sleazy, then you have a disconnect about your belief system about what, yeah. what sales and marketing is. Um, but um, but they likely they yeah. don't likely will perceive it as sleazy. They'll be like, oh, okay. Yeah. And what's and- important to know is that these people, um, just people. Mm-hmm. Just because you're not live selling or doing it doesn't mean that they're not sitting in somebody else's live selling as soon as they're done with you because they are. Mm-hmm. That that was a hard lesson. I was like, oh wait, Keith. I was like, wait a second. They're in this other they're in our competitors' community, mm-hmm. <laughs> and they started our competitors started live selling after we did. Of course they did. <laughs> yeah, and they did. They they're doing it what I call incorrectly, but that's on them. Whatever. I'm not gonna whatever, but. A lot of our people are in, I can see the people who are in both groups, you know, how they mm-hmm. <laughs> Facebook, like, <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Where, so I can see that like more than half of our people are also in their group. So don't think as an entrepreneur that they're, you know, just because you show up once a week that they've devoted their whole week to you because yeah, they have not the only they're, one. Yeah. You're not the only one. That's all. So it's important to keep, get their attention, keep their attention, and then let them mm-hmm. know that you're going to like, they need to be able to know how they fit in your, in their, in how you fit in their world. Absolutely. You know? So you need to tell them, mm-hmm. hey guys, what? when you come here once a week, I'm going to give you value and you're going to love it. Like you need to use some of that language. Like, uh, mm-hmm. you know, you're going to have fun. We're going to have fun together. Um, I'm going to share, share and offer. Those are my big words. Share mm-hmm. and offer stuff with you. And um, just say, you know, it's going to be fun and you're going to love it. So, well, you know, you I, know, I, I, liken that, that, I liken that process to, um, a, it's a particular style of raising kids. Uh, and this particular style of raising kids says that kids rarely get choices. They're always told what to do, right? So as you as a parent, if you can give your kids choices on things that aren't, you know, like life and death kinds of things, then when it comes to other things that come up, then you can have the the demand at that point. And they don't feel like, Everything's being barked to them as commands. Well, the same thing, like what you're talking about here in the whole selling process. What I tell people that I know, and it doesn't matter if they're clients or not. I mean, I share this freely. I just, this is given away. Um, How you think of selling and how you think of marketing will very much determine your level of success or lack thereof as a business owner. These are my definitions of both of those. To me, selling is serving. Mm-hmm. That is all it is. Because if I'm truly serving my customer or client, and I'm not a big fan of using the word customer, because to me, that's a one-off kind of, it's transactional. I'm okay. not interested in transactional. I'm very relational. That's very important to me. So to me, that's clients. Client is relational. Okay. So when I say client, that's what I mean. And so if I'm serving the needs of my client, I mean, honestly, Sonny, I can't begin to tell you the number of times that I have told potential clients, we're not a fit, even though I could have done the job yeah, easily and made yeah. lots of money doing it. 
I knew I wasn't the right fit or I knew they weren't the right fit for me. And but I don't leave them there. And this is the part of the the serving part. I give them two other names yeah, every nice, time. Nice. It's like, here are two other people that I want you to talk to, because I think either one or both of them would be able to help you in whatever this particular area happens to be. Every time I do that, they come back and thank me every time. Nice. So that's what the serving part of it is to me, because no one likes to feel sold to. Nobody likes right. it. feels horrible. That's that slimy feeling you were talking about. Yep. That yep. used car salesman with the horrible suit and the really bad yeah. porn looking mustache. Yes. Yeah. So horrible, what horrible. I do, what I do is I teach entrepreneurs how to offer what they have to sell without selling. It, it's yep. it's a fine line, but basically, so if I were to sell you this pumpkin, mm-hmm. I might sell you the pumpkin, John, <laughs> right over it's, here. It's very cute, by the way. It's thank you. Just for those of you who are only listening and can't see that, it is a looks like a two-tone purple pumpkin with pink like ribbons on top. Yeah, it's the stem. That's the stem itself. Mm-hmm. Okay. So that's thank you for correcting my terminology there. Because yeah. obviously I don't know everything about pumpkins like you well, guys. No, but well, so what's important when your life's when someone's trying to live sell a physical product like that. Mm-hmm. If you think back to QVC, what the, what what they what we do on social is it's important to talk about the features of the mm. of the product that that cracks through the the so we're always balancing between the rational brain at the frontal lobe and the primal brain at the back. So okay, uh, the primal brain hears the messaging the marketing message first, mm. but then the rational brain is right there. You know, so so they're always like in tug of war. So, if, okay. but we have to get through both of them. We can't, if we just go feature, 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 like it's blue, it's green, it's, it's 1995. Mm-hmm. Nobody cares. Right. But if right. I say, Hey guys, thanks so much for coming out tonight. My name is Sunny and I'm with Keith Throne Glass. Our first item is, is a Marionberry pumpkin. The Marionberry pumpkin is made with clear glass rolled in purple glass with white underneath it with purple on the ridges. The stem has ridges. That's the feature. Um, you know, so, so we do identify some of the features, right? Sure. The, the stem is, is clear glass, rolled in white, rolled in pink. And the stem is wrapped around with cascading down all throughout. And guys, this one is going to be four, or $49.99 today, only one available. $49.99, one available. Mm. So guys, if you are somebody who likes purple, if you are someone who likes that purple and pink palette, if you or anybody you know are needing to give a gift to someone who loves purple, if you're, mm-hmm. you know I mean, if you have a room that's white with gray and you need to pull that centerpiece together, this is for you. Yeah. So what what I do, I did the feature and then you know, I could go deeper on the benefits, but like the benefit because I'm doing so many of them that are similar in a row, I don't mm-hmm. necessarily repeat all the benefits of a pumpkin. Sure. Like, sure. but what I do do. Do do that's a joke. But what we do do, <laughs> and I teach, is that we do a thing. It's a technique I call paint the scene. Um, mm-hmm. You want to paint a picture in your customer or future customer's mind of how they're going to use the product. Sure. So you want to list all the different ways, and uh, a great example of that is you're at a restaurant, and the waitress comes over and says, "Hey, does anybody here want dessert?" And everybody says. They all yeah. say, no, they say, well, yeah, but most, a lot of people, oh no, I'm full. I'm stuffed. Then what is, what does she say, John? Do you remember? Oh goodness. Um, what I've seen them do is actually bring it over oh, and yeah, have it in front too. of you. It's that's a lot harder right. to say no when it's sitting yeah. right there and you can smell it Yeah, and, and you can see how good it is. And you can see like, like the ice cream starting to melt and drip down. Yeah. Yeah. That, that is another way. That is for sure. Well, what I've seen, I call, I gave it a name. I call it situational rapid fire but basically it's like okay. oh really she's like well we've got fresh cream brulee we've got brownie with this you know a scoop of ice cream we've got caramel fudge sundae we got apple pie and we got the now who wants dessert and everyone's like I dessert. <laughs> so so part of the um um part of one of the pieces of the magic that i teach is is teaching people how to communicate in a way during that short time frame that you have with your audience mm-hmm. that reaches in and makes them want what you have but but was I don't feel sales hopefully you guys didn't feel offended by how I said that but my point is is you're able to do it in a way that is um, where you offer and share 
Mm-hmm. Hey guys, next up, I got another pumpkin here, guys. I'm so excited. It is the koi fish pumpkin. That's its real name. Mm-hmm. It's a koi fish pumpkin. It's clear, rolled in white. It's got yellow on the bottom, orange on the top, rolled with really large black chunks. It looks exactly like a koi fish. It does come with a signed collector's tag from Keith Theron, mm. and I can't wait to share it with you guys. Mm. Oh yeah. Mic drop. So, so it's kind of like a, um, you know, and you just kind of follow that formula. And even if you're not that good at it at the beginning, you're, you're going to be, if that, especially if you're selling physical product and that's all you do, you know, I mean, that's your job. You're going to get good at it very quickly. So it's something that you can use over and over again. All right. Well, let me, let me throw this out at you because you mentioned it before. Yeah. That style of selling that live selling of an actual item that. Yeah. QVC model, if you will, or home shopping network. Yeah. Yeah. How does that work when what you sell is not a physical product? If you happen to be, say, a coach, or even I I don't know if a speaker necessarily would work, but I could see how coaching would. How would you sell that live? Um, A coaching package? Yeah. So a lot of the pieces at the beginning of the LIVE, they're the same. So uh, mm-hmm. know your avatar, run your ads, your, or you know get in front of your audience. Sure. I for invite, get them there. So the mm-hmm. difference is the V, right? Is how we okay. do the delivery of it. All right. And so, like I said, it, what I do for that, I what I do is I start with price point first. So mm-hmm. like, like we touched on, how much you know de- it depends on what it is you're sending them into. So if you're going to be offering a coaching package. Um, mm-hmm. typically people need a 45 minute webinar okay. type style. Um, you could, I, so basically what I'm getting at is I wouldn't necessarily recommend that the physical product, uh, skew style right. for okay. a coaching style. But what I do recommend is if, if they're already warmed up and know you, you could do mm-hmm. that. Oh, okay. You could, gotcha. you could say, um, and you've probably been in Facebook groups where they tag you and they say, guys, I have a new training. Who wants it? Comment me down right, below. Right. Yes. That's how they do it. That's how some of the sure. other people do it. And then you get on it and then they're like, oh, wait, they want to talk to me. And then there's a webinar. There's usually a webinar somewhere. And when I say mm-hmm. webinar, what I mean is usually a 15 or 20 or longer 40 minute presentation. That is the best version of you talking about mm-hmm. what it is that you offer. And the reason that webinars work so well is that it gives the person opting in for the webinar is is raising their hand and they're coming into an agreement that you are a very likely solution for what they want. Right, right. For real. So it's not just yeah. you chasing people around the internet. I hate that. I hate that. Uh, I hate yeah. outbound cold messaging, 30 people a day. I hate it. I know it works. I just don't like it because- we can run ads and have people raise their hand and say, that looks interesting. I'm, I'm into that. Mm-hmm. Then they click, you know, click on the ad, then they go to the webinar, then they sign up for the webinar and you filter the people down. It's a, it's a funnel right. system also. And so that's what I would recommend for a coaching is you run ads like a simple two. In fact, I just did this with another client. We just finished his webinar last week. Mm-hmm. Uh, we scripted it. it. It usually takes about 30, 20 to 30 hours. Um, you can do it faster with a little bit of automation or it usually depends on the client on how fast they want to run, but Mm -hmm. uh, there's a blue proven blueprint that we follow. So we do a mini webinar, Mm -hmm. we call it like a power offer. And it, at the very end, it goes off to either a phone call or an application or both Mm -hmm. to see, you know, like, like, so you end the webinar saying, um, guys, this is John. So if you've enjoyed anything today, you know, any of this today, and you're feeling like if you need this, this, and this that I'm offering in this coaching program, click the link below and fill out the application and we'll see if you're a good fit. Okay. That way you're positioning yourself as the authority. And then like, you don't have to talk to them if you don't want to, <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> and, it, and it leverages your time. Cause if you were to get 50 in a day, you don't want to talk to all of them. You want to only talk to the ones who are most qualified. Good point. Good point. It's interesting. You were mentioning before kind of how you, the path you took and how you got to where you are. (laughs) You know, it, I I find it interesting. Two parts to this first one has to do with, um, I think you may have even used this word or calling. It's been my experience and, and I've seen this borne out hundreds and hundreds of times where people get this, this grand, okay, I'll just use the same word, grand calling. Yeah. 
it, and it's it's big and they don't it's bulky and they don't know what to do with it. Yeah. But what happens over time is it gets whittled down to the funnel kind of thing you're talking about. That's yeah. what happens. It gets put in this particular kind of funnel, the funnel of life, if you will. Yeah. And it 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 is whittled down to what it ultimately becomes. And that's happened to me numerous times yeah. in my life. Yeah, it's too. happened in my and I've been doing ministry since 1989. And the form that it takes now is very different than it was oh, in oh, the early yeah. days. Yeah. Very different. Um, there was a time when I was doing student ministry. I couldn't even imagine doing student ministry now. I think I would kill myself. I know right. that's exa- <laughs> I'm exaggerating people. I know, but, right? I know. Um, it's, I, yeah. I'd, I love kids. I love teenagers. I loved mine more than I loved other people's. So you need to understand that. Yeah. So oh, it's not sure. like, it's not like I'm against children. I'm not, but I, well, I, no, love I my... was in charge of the children's ministry and yeah. I don't have kids. And they're like, go teach John three 16. And I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> like, <laughs> right. You should at least right. tell me I'm going to be in charge of the ministry before you tell me to go do it. Like, <laughs> right. Right. Like exactly. I was just sitting there minding my own business during coffee hour. And they were like, you're in charge of ministry. And I'm like, wait, mm-hmm. what? <laughs> so, well, John, I am a Christian entrepreneur also, and I have a, a great story about my book that I want to share with your listeners. Sure, please. Um, so people had asked me, like, why did you write this book? Right. And I wasn't planning on writing it. I did not mm-hmm. like, even though I was an author and I had those at the back of my mind, I was really two years ago, I was really busy with my agency and I was helping all these mm-hmm. other people. I was helping Keith go live and we were having some really great successes. And and, and one important part, um, I'm just going to brag a little, but one, the case study in the book about Keith Cerrone is that we were able to, with Keith's permission, I can share this. We have brought him more than um, uh, $650,000 so far in the last three years in gross receivables. That's fantastic. And we regularly have $5,000 nights. And so what, I, what I'm saying- well, wait, we, put this in perspective for everybody. I want to make sure they understand this. You said over yeah. $650,000 yeah. in in sold products yep. in three years. Yes. Let's be clear, folks. Yep. These are glass pumpkins. I know. I mean, just think they about that pretty. for a minute. They're very yeah, No, pretty. they're gorgeous. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. I'm, I'm not denigrating the pumpkins. I'm not. Yeah. Not in any way. But yep. I'm- on the totality of everything there is that you could possibly buy everything. Yeah. It's literally the glass one pumpkins is probably not high on most people's <laughs> lists. And yet you guys <laughs> still made... found a way to yeah, make 650 over 200 grand on average, yeah. over 200 yeah. grand a year on pumpkins, glass pumpkins. Yeah. It was nuts. The fr- We're right there with you, John. Like we didn't know this was possible um, because the way we did it, nobody expected and God will do that. He'll give you something like so incredible that you just didn't Mm -hmm. plan on, you know? So the first time we went live and this is all document. If you guys want to read the stories, they're actually in the book, this first life. I have a link to that, by the way, folks. So what happened was I asked Keith, I said, I'm going to build this Facebook group going back to that previous story. I said, Mm -hmm. I'm going to build this Facebook group, but you're going to have to go live eventually. And he said, and I quote, I would rather die. He said, I am not going to go live. That's strong. He's like, I'm not going to go live but keep asking. Okay. And I said, okay, don't know why, but I was like, okay, because, because I'm not Keith Cerrone. You're not. I'm and not. people want to see him. Yeah. They, they want to see him. They want to so, see the, the creator, the creator. So, and he's no joke. I mean, he literally went to Tulane university and has a master's degree in glass blowing. He's, he's made, didn't even know you could get a master's in that. I, did, I had no I didn't clue. either. Didn't either. First of all, I didn't know you could get any degree in it. So yeah. And he paid a lot of money for that degree. It's expensive. I bet he did. Tulane is very expensive. Sure. And when I met him, he was just making it, just getting by in his own words, you know, and, mm-hmm. and he had told me a very uh, powerful story that every year he would go home to his, his parents are still alive. He'd go home to Thanksgiving mm-hmm. and every year he'd sit across from his dad and his dad would say, you know, how's your artwork? How's it going? You know, is, are you getting by, you know, cause they all know he's put his whole life into it of this is all he's ever wanted to do. Yeah. And each year the answer is like, you know, nope, not quite, you know, just, you know, got two sales this month on Etsy or five months, on, you know, five sales on Etsy or something like that. Um, mm-hmm. He'd had some success a little bit, little teeny tiny on Etsy. He already had his Etsy set up when I met him. Yeah. And, um, but the first, the first time we started live selling the month of October in 2020, 
we accidentally on purpose had, we sold $32,000 of product in one month mm. at 477 orders and nice. 28,000 of that when, cause we were offering free shipping. So oh, yeah. 32,000 minus the 7,000 or whatever on the free shipping. So he, yeah. he brought in 28,000. So that wow. just shot us up into a stratosphere of a lot of that money went right back out to them were like more supplies, more of this. And they were now right. at this new level. And uh, we, we just got up here and we just stayed there. <laughs> and mm. I said, okay, now we got to stay here. It hasn't been all rainbows. We've had lots of challenge. Every level has challenges, sure. you know, like, um, you know, one time we lost our money. We couldn't find it. Like that was oh. nuts. He kept saying, yeah. like, I can't find our money. I, I was like, what do you mean? Well, it turned out that Stripe was holding on to it and they mm. didn't, they were sending emails, but he missed them in his inbox. They'd oh, gone to like the junk folder or something. And uh, so we thought we were getting broker and broker because I don't have, I can't see his bank account. Only he can see it, but I know what should be there because I can see what was sold. And it turns out that Stripe had done an audit on our website. And during our last upgrade or something, we had accidentally uh, turned off the privacy policy link and they had done an audit and they had, they said, well, you need to have your privacy policy published over here in order for us to pay you. So they sat there and held three weeks worth of money and didn't give it to us. And he didn't understand what the emails were saying. So he just, and I didn't know he's getting them. So it was like this big confusion. Oh, sure. <laughs> so I can see that. There's a huge chunk of money sitting, thank goodness, was sitting over there. So stuff like that happens, you know, and you're just, yeah. you know, we have challenges, but we've got um, over a thousand customers. So the last two years consistently, we've grossed uh, 285,000 last two years. Nice. So it would be more um, if we if he could physically scale more with his production, mm-hmm. but he's he's at yeah. a really happy pace that he likes. And I told him whatever he wants to do on his scale, that's I'm happy if he's happy. So sure. You know, um, one of the things that's that's important to me is establishing relationships. I mean, obviously this podcast is called relationships and revenue. Oh, of course. You know, course. and we've, uh, we've talked a lot about the revenue side of things sure. when it comes to business and better ways to do that, which I love to talk about, but I definitely want to make sure we don't miss that part sure. in our conversation talking about relationships. So let me ask you this. And I, and I ask all of my guests this, <laughs> what are you doing right now to improve, to make better to build into your most significant relationships and what impact do those relationships have on your business? Okay, let's do this. I would say <laughs> there's a lot there. Okay, let me try and get through this. Well, I would just say, kind of give me the highlights. And, well, first and foremost, um, I have a prayer life. So every morning I do some sort of worship, read the read the Bible, listen to online, you know, stuff like that. That's my first mm-hmm. first and foremost. That's the primary yeah. relationship. Uh, with my fiance, um, we are trying to do date night. We're both not very good at it. So we're, he's running a business upstairs and I'm down here in the basement and I got my LLC down here. So mm-hmm. we're on different, a little bit different schedules, but we make it a point to, you know, we do follow the tenant. Don't go to bed angry. You know, there's some, you know, we make sure to do that. Um, mm-hmm. And as far as, you know, my business associates and stuff, um, I thought of this ahead of time too, because I, I I did see that you asked somebody else that in, in your previous episodes. Um, mm-hmm. What I, I saw the movie Pay It Forward when I was mm-hmm. younger. Mm-hmm. Love the concept of paying it forward, right? And being, I'm yeah. a, I'm a giver. That is one of my love languages. Sure. And so what I like to do is I think it's really important to take a one third, one third, one third approach to always be networking up to where you want to be mm-hmm. and growing those relationships, um, doing you know, growing the relationships with your peers, who are your, the people next to you, mm-hmm. and then definitely making sure that you're reaching back down, back down the ladder as it were, and helping either entrepreneurs or people who don't have the same resources for whatever reason, mm-hmm. you know, you know, make sure to bless them in ways that just blow their minds and let them know that it's Christ-like. Mm. I love, love that. that. I love that. Love doing that. Mm. I do a lot of that in secret. So um, I don't really talk about it, but it's usually I better that way. I, I do it a lot. I, I don't brag about it. Yeah. Yeah. It's usually better that way. Well, you already told us what your number one daily habit is. I was going to ask you about that, but you just told us. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, how would you define success? Um, well, I definitely have financial goals of my own, mm-hmm. but six, my, for me, I'm, I tend to be a very happy person. Okay. So there's not a whole lot that I need, but there's a few things that I want mm-hmm. selfishly. I mean, so I'll just be honest, selfishly, I want to make X, you know, X amount sure. of money or have these things. And, but okay. I know I don't need them at the mm-hmm. same time. I'm very much aware that I do not need them and okay. that I've, and I've been in places in my past where I have not had them mm-hmm. and I'm okay if I don't get them. So for me, it's like, you know, I've got my mom and my dad, my brother, my fiance, my ca- passionate about my cats, my mm-hmm. two cats. We're going to start a 501c3 cat rescue. That's a passion project oh, okay. that I want to get launched next year. Um, but uh, I okay. used to be in corporate America where mm-hmm. I accidentally leaned into, you know, my success is whatever they told me it was. Right. My, my identity was wrapped up in that. And I was, I broke up with that. So <laughs> because um, in medical billing, which is what I did way before digital marketing, it's like you're swimming against the ocean current constantly. You've got thousands and thousands of claims that will never be resolved. And even if you resolve them, there's a thousand more, you know, <laughs> right. 2000 doc, 2000 physicians in the network and uh, the claims that don't get paid just so that kind of atmosphere where even if you do something like every once in a while, I need a reward, you know, so if I do something great, you know, when I bring in an extra 3.6 million in a month, I would like a $5 raise, you know, or a bonus or just acknowledge me. And I didn't get that, you know, Um, so. I could see how that would be challenging. (laughs) (laughs) I think it's more my personality though. I mean, oh, by the way, I'm very rewards oriented because I have a sports Mm. background. So no. if I do the, re- if I do the thing, I want the reward. And yep. a lot of people yep. don't, or they're not like that. They're just like, I'll just come to work every day for the rest of my life and just do this thing. And I'm okay. I'm not, I need to know that I like to do things and mm-hmm. they either know that I did them and be cool with it or win an award or both. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> what would you say makes a great leader? Uh, a really high EQ, okay. you know, uh, being a, being able to, um, and I take leadership very seriously. I have 10, 10 to 12 years of leadership also in, in my years in corporate America as well. At one time, I led a team of 20 employees for in, in my own company. And so I feel like being able to listen to not just listen to what your person is saying or not saying to you, but mm-hmm. really just get in their shoes and trying to understand their point of view of what like you may think you're saying this, but like, what, what are they really, what are they seeing and why are they seeing it? You know, and just really taking time with them and, you know, making sure workflows make sense. I'm really big on that. Mm-hmm. Don't give your employees workflows that don't make sense. Nobody likes sense. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Who is investing in you right now? And how do you invest in yourself? Who's investing in me? I'm investing in me. My um, my parents support me. Uh, they're big supporters. We're very good friends. Also, you know, my my parents, uh, my fiance. I've got you know, like I said, I've got some peer support. We've got some mutual friends. You know, um, was that was that sec- the second half? That was, was part of it. The second part okay. was how do you invest in yourself? How do I invest in myself? Um, what I do is I am constantly learning all the time. So mm-hmm. I may not take action on it, but I need, like my soul needs to always learn new information at this point. Mm-hmm. So what I do is I take a time frame. So let's say this month is August and I want to learn about, for me, it's always usually marketing, but not necessarily, you know? Mm-hmm. So I'll say for the month of August, I'm going to go learn everything there is to know about pay-per-click ads over on Amazon. Okay. Okay. And then I watch, I, I, I give myself tasks and I go learn and because those lead to new things, you know, new, new ideas, new ways of thinking, new mm-hmm. experts, new, new, just new stuff. So I'm always kind of like, okay, so this sounds interesting. I'm going to go here or there or here or mm-hmm. there. Okay. Well, we're getting close to wrap up time here. Son, okay. But before, before we do that, yeah. let everybody know how they can find you. Oh, super simple. Uh, LiveSellingSecrets.com. And I've also got a private Facebook group. Um, it is Live Selling Secrets Five Day Challenge. Link is in mm. description. I can give you the link for that. Yeah. So, um, and or Sunny Heron on Facebook. Mm-hmm. I mean, super, super simple. 
Okay. And again, folks, we will be sure to put all those in the show notes so you won't have to go searching around for them. Yeah. And you know, I'm always thinking of you all who are out there exercising right now. I don't want you to fall down trying to write yeah. stuff when you're in the middle of exercising. So, <laughs> all right, Sonny, we have a, uh, we have a final four. There are four quick questions. Just tell me the first thing that pops in your head. Okay. All right. It's, it's not complicated. I promise. The hardest <laughs> question is the first one, and I bet you'll do just fine with it. Oh, okay. All right. So here we go. Why did God create Sonny? Mm. <laughs> I guess life selling, publishing. I don't know. <laughs> we would think I that would be, do. well, you know, you think, you know, but then. So it's, it's your why. Why are you here? Oh, what's my why? Okay. Yeah. yeah it that. is your why. That's why, is why my, God created why? why you're here. Yeah. Okay. Well, I want to, I, okay. That I know. Thank you. So I just had to reframe that one. Sure. I, I feel a calling on my life to act as a, in a leadership role to mm-hmm. show other entrepreneurs that things are possible. Not just entrepreneurs, but people. Love that. So when people tell me that things aren't possible, that's when I go do them and be like, remember, remember this? <laughs> <laughs> remember what you said? Remember you said this? Uh-huh. Yeah, I'm one of those. Yeah. All right. Number two, what are you doing, reading or listening to right now that's helping you grow? Oh, yes. Um, I have a a YouTube channel that I love to listen to. Hmm. It's called Deep Believer. I used that phrase earlier today, but it's a channel called Deep Believer. And -hmm. it's run by this lady named Jennifer Bagnashi. And she interviews people who've had near-death experiences and or have met Jesus or crossed over or visited heaven. Hmm. And it's very soul. It fills my soul. I really enjoy it a lot. And she puts out one episode per week. Okay. Very cool. What do you do for fun? For fun, I like to, um, of course, hang out with my cats. As crazy mm-hmm. as that is, but I'm a cat lady. Uh, we like to, uh, I did bowl all the time for bowling and stuff, but less of that. I've had a couple of physical injuries, so not so much mm-hmm. that. But I like to do, um, go kayaking, go fishing, day trips, you know, driving, go look in the nature. I was born and raised in Alaska. So mm-hmm. anything I can do in nature, yeah, I'm pretty excited. Yeah, I could see that. What are you most grateful for? Um, I would have to say my ability to write and go live at this point. <laughs> mm. okay. Of course, the the basics are family and those things, but I'm I'm just grateful that I mean life selling was not super easy for me. I had to figure it out. It wasn't mm-hmm. just like, oh, you're an expert. No, 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 no. <laughs> it wasn't like that. <laughs> it was there was like a whole, you know, uphill battle until I figured it out, you know. So it was the it haunted me. I was like, how can people just go live and just say things like that? That was really funny to me. Cause I'm like, I consider myself to be like an introverted extra extroverted introvert. There's like that. Yep. Both, both that's called an ambivert. Ambi. Okay. That yeah, makes an sense. Ambivert. Uh-huh. I, I think that's what I am because there are days when I don't want to talk to anybody. And then, the, then there's days like, Oh, I have to go live. <laughs> right. know, if, like, if you really want to know, if you really yeah. want to know which way you lean more toward yeah. Here is a litmus test. You've had a very, very long day. I mean, a long day. It's early evening. Your fiance comes to you and says, hey, we've got to get together with the neighbors. I just found out about today. So it's a little bit of a party. How do you feel immediately right now? As soon as I say that. Yeah, let's go. Really? Yeah. Okay. Then you're the other. Oh, really? You're an introverted extrovert. Okay. Okay. Because if you've been through a very long and trying day and someone says, we got a party to go to, if it gets you jazzed, yeah, you, extrovert is the main thing. Okay. If you were to be, okay, let me take a quick shower and build yourself up for it. Okay. Then you would be an extrovert. Oh, interesting. Introvert yeah. At that point. I, I know I've done both. I didn't, I didn't know. Yeah. So yeah, I get that. I am an extroverted introvert. And most people don't know that. Okay. Most people think I'm an extrovert and I'm actually not. Uh, I have to have my alone time. I absolutely have to have it. But after a while, it's like, okay, I'm tired of the alone time. (laughs) Yep, exactly. (laughs) Let's go live and sell pumpkins. I know. That's right. Um, All right. Last quick question for you. Yep. Outside of your own books, yeah. Somebody comes to you and it's like, hey, I'm looking for a new book to read. And I know you're into books and you're into reading and writing them and stuff. What books do you typically recommend? What's the first book that you tip? It's like, I oh, always recommend this book. Alex Hermosi, $100 million offers. Okay. It's so good. And he's got a new one coming out in two weeks. 
Oh, wow. I bet you're super excited about that. Now, yeah. do you know what it's that very, one's called? It's very niche. I forgot. I think it's called offers some, or offers or leads or something. I can't remember. Okay. 100 million leads or something like that. Gotcha. So that, that's the main one I'm in love with right now. Of course, anything Russell Brunson puts out as well. So oh, Traffic Secrets, okay. ExpertSecrets.com Secrets, that whole series. Gotcha. Okay. Well, listen, Sonny, thank you so much for your time today. I certainly appreciate it. Oh, thanks for having me. Oh, you bet. It's been a lot of fun. It's been very educational, to say the least. I know folks are going to get so much value yeah. out of this. We and offered so, and um, Yeah. <laughs> really, really appreciate that. So thanks for being here. Thank you, John. Good. Thanks to all of you for tuning in, because you, as always, have given me your most precious resource, and that's your time, because I know it's not renewable and you can't get it back. So thanks for investing some of your hard-earned time today, and we'll talk to you guys next time. Bye, everybody. Thanks for listening to Relationships and Revenue. I'd love to get your thoughts on the show. Two ways you can do that are to give us a rate and review and or connect with me on social media. You can find me at John Hewlin. Thanks again for listening, and remember, passion gets you started, purpose keeps you going. Have a great day, and we'll see you next time. Bye.